You guys really are cowboys. What's your problem, Kazansky? You're everyone's problem. That's because every time you go up in the air, you're unsafe. I don't like you because you're dangerous. That's right. Nice, man. I am dangerous. All right, folks, let's talk about events coming up. We got seminars where we talk for two and a half hours on pulling mechanics and lay out our entire argument for how to pull barbells off the floor. Next one up is going to be October 15th through the 17th in Wichita Falls, then December 10th through the 12th, and then February 4th through the 6th. For training camps coming up, we have a self-sufficient lifter camp with a couple spots left on September 11th in Wichita Falls covering the squat press deadlift, how to film yourself, and how to diagnose your own technique. Then the Seoul Brothers in Seoul, South Korea are holding two camps on December 5th. First a squat camp and then a deadlift and power clean camp after that. But if you sign up for both, you get 40 bucks off. We've added squat and deadlift camp to the list in Costa Mesa, California on October 9th at the Strength Co. And then our first ever camp in Brussels, Belgium on October 23rd, also covering the squat and deadlift. For three lift camps coming up, as of this recording, we have one spot left on September 5th for London. And then we have spots left in Baltimore on November 7th at 5x3 Training. Finally, it's the 10th anniversary of the Charm City Strong Women Contest coming up on September 12th. That is a charity event hosted by 5x3, raising money for the Ullman House, which is a home away from home for folks undergoing cancer treatment. So check that out. Starting Strength Gyms has just added Tampa to the list, but we want to open more and we need coaches. So if you're thinking about coaching for a living or want to check it out, head over to startingtraininggyms.com and check out the coaching tab to learn more. And if you're lucky, you may get to interact with Ray Gillenwater. Gillenwater, which of course is the Lithuanian for a fish that is asexual. So for more information on anything that I've talked about, head over to startingstrengthgyms.com and check out the right-hand side of the homepage. From the Asgard Company Studios in beautiful Wichita Falls, Texas, from the finest mind in the modern fitness industry, the one true voice in the strength and conditioning profession, the most important podcast on the internet, ladies and gentlemen, starting Strength Radio. Welcome back to Starting Strength Radio. It's Friday. It's not Friday. It's Friday. Friday. Get used to the idea. Tomorrow is Saturday. It's not Saturday. It's Saturday. Deal with it. It's the way normal people talk. Right? Now, people in California will say, Saturday, Sunday, but that's California. <laughs> what do you want, you know? So, here we are with a batch of Q&A questions from you, our loyal subscribers to the Starting Strength Network. But first, comments, comments. From, from, from the heaters. And we have got a bunch of prized chumps this fucking week, don't we? You know, it just 
amazing that the trap bar video continues still to generate, <laughs> still making the rounds generate these idiotic vitriol th- it, 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 yeah what that really that's yeah. a raw nerve and yep. now why why would they give a shit so much about the trap bar that they would hammer my ass to, yep. and how long ago was it two years a year and a half at least at least a year and a half ago. I don't remember. The great it's thing is that it time, the great thing is that it just pulls all of the worst of humanity together. Because you yes. know, you you talk anytime you bring up Olympic weightlifting, all the Olympic weightlifters are triggered. When you bring yeah. up the vegans, all the vegans are triggered. But those are those are very small Yeah, vegans. When a vegan is niche, triggered, you know, nobody can tell. Yeah, yeah, right. Right. Yeah. But the trap bar is universal. The trap bar just God, everybody just you know, it's like taking a sure form to your toes and shit now, i don't understand what the why does this evoke so such strong angry. emotional responses from these fucking people oh jesus uh why the trap are coming from a guy with no traps he needs a trap bar oh good here's a useful way. this video is completely useless Josh Woodyard says, this video is completely useless. Uh, because the title of the trap bar video is why the trap bar is completely useless. It's very and clever. Josh. Is, yep. 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 Uh, let's see. Wow, this dude's head is really <laughs> far up his ass. That's another trap bar <laughs> video. These are all future customers, by the way. You know, this first time that this is their first exposure to Mark Ripito. They'll all own the book within six months. You think? Yeah. Yep. Bree will be answering their questions on the customer service. (laughs) I I understand now why Rip doesn't like the trap bar, but can I still buy one? Can I still use it? Do you guys sell any trap bars? You guys sell a trap bar? You got a starting strength trap bar? Yeah. We're going to come up with starting strength trap. Think of the money. Yeah. But it'd be a normal barbell. And then get the contract. We'll call it the trap bar, but it's a normal barbell. Yeah. Yeah. We'll, but we got to sell it to the army. <laughs> That's the trick. Yeah, is get a government fucking contract. That's right. For it. That's what you got to do. All right. Okay. Here's one. Uh, government intrusion. Uh, your little government intrusion. I guess you and Ben did this. Is that yep. right? Yep. Stop with the paranoia. Nobody cares what's on your phone unless you're a celebrity or a politician you're not that important that gentleman is this is misinformed <laughs> this is one, one stupid motherfucker yeah. <laughs> oh shit what is this CNN or a fitness channel that's pretty good yeah it's that cuts right to the cuts right to the point right so that one falls under the stay in your lane category oh and here's a good one this is not weightlifting rip is fat there you go this is about the i'm not even in that video 
<laughs> oh shit! All right, here's quit putting your plates on the bar the wrong way. There you that's go. Uh, that's got them all stirred up. Of all the things to care deeply about, calm down, Grandpa. Uh. Yeah, that's all. Calm down, Grandpa. At least they've stopped saying "Okay, Boomer" on that one. That that's, oh, that seems to have passed. That yeah, that, that was Boomer a phase. Flash in a pan kind yeah. of thing. We did a that whole we did a whole comments from the haters. You remember that? Mm-hmm. Where you said yeah. "Okay, Red, Okay, Boomer." Right. Yeah. For about there was three like, minutes. We it, it, that lasted a long time. <laughs> yeah, like it, well, days. you had to. I mean, where was like it was like like three hours yeah, of yeah, those comments, and you had to edit all of that out <laughs> yeah. so it looked like. <laughs> I mean, something we could actually use the segment, yeah. right? Because I think I, I sat there and read OK Boomer yeah. for something on the order of two know, days. Yeah. It was 75 or 80 comments. Yeah. Yeah. It was a lot. You know, time. and it just got, and I understand why you did that because that just got boring after a while. Yeah. I don't know how you kept focused. Uh, I'm a professional. <laughs> That's how. All right. Uh, let's see. He looks like a volunteer firefighter. I really don't understand this one. <laughs> I don't either, but that's really good, man. Mark Ripto. He looks like a volunteer <laughs> firefighter. I don't know what a volunteer firefighter looks like, but that's for some reason that makes sense. You think I look like a? Vol- I don't think you look like a volunteer firefighter, but it makes sense as a hater comment. Yeah. Well, it might. Yeah, it's, might it's make good. Sense as a hater comment, I, they don't let you volunteer to fire fight fires if you're 65, do they? I don't fucking know. I don't think any of these people know I'm 65. <laughs> like this guy uh, right here, Amazing Raytard, says. <laughs> That's good. Oh, this is the 500-pound deadlift video when I was 60. He says, your lifts are meaningless if you're that fat. <laughs> Andy Bolton. Right? <laughs> right? Okay. That guy's never deadlifted before. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe on a trap. Oh, uh, and here's one about kettlebells. How they're so good. I'm not going to read that because it just takes too long and it's stupid. Thinks that kettlebells are build stamina. Your most huge power lifters. Two words. <laughs> have unbelievable strength but no stamina or endurance they cannot even run a quarter mile mm. how is this fitness rip i would like to see rip run one lap around a track i bet he cannot so that falls under stay in your lane and rips fat yeah right <clears throat> two categories it's pretty good fat and rips out of shape <laughs> it's just so fucking amazing <laughs> just so fucking amazing uh, oh this is good Look at it. Mark's coaching of strength training is second to none but his nutritional guidance mm. is nothing to speak of his ignorance of the plant based <laughs> diet is astounding if he didn't listen to himself so much, maybe he would have done abs. They look better 
and you don't need a 42-inch belt. I love that you read these very literally. Yeah, they're yeah, they're just. You know, I'm <laughs> trying good. to reproduce. The, you want it? Yeah, you want it to be the accurate. Typing here, <laughs> just fucking amazing. It really is. My ignorance of the plant-based diet. Just eat a bunch of plants, <laughs> right? Is there? Am I leaving something out? <laughs> I mean, I mean, I I understand it. Uh, just eat a bunch of plants. Eat oatmeal and broccoli and quinoa salads ancient greens ancient greens <laughs> what's that stuff that's supposed to be all magical from central america what's it quinoa isn't it is that right that's you think so like it sounds like it sounds magical sounds yeah. like there was a, i think there was another one hmm like manna Manna from heaven. It's like manna Central America. That was uh, the bread that fell from heaven that fed the Israelites. Yeah, the Jews in the desert manna. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, I got to look up what manna is. Uh, No, that's all. That's all. That's enough of this dog shit. All right. And that's. Comments, comments from, from, from the heaters. Okay, now that that is out of the way. That's great. We get to our questions. All right. All right, so these are these are questions from our subscribers. Will you like them? Uh, <laughs> see, I didn't shave. You notice? Oh, it looks good. Do you think? Yeah, it looks real good. And I'm thinking of you know, about growing a beard, looking like a wino. <laughs> you know? Probably appreciate. Would I make winter. a good wino? You think? <laughs> Why no? Yeah. Just keep a bottle of Thunderbird on the desk all day and shit. <laughs> Warm bottle of Thunderbird. <laughs> Screw the cat back home. They still sell Thunderbird? I have no idea. Uh, this is the first time I'm hearing of it. Yeah, you use, never heard of Thunderbird? I use context clues to figure out what it is, but never heard of it. Well, I don't, you know, I don't know what to tell you if you don't know what Thunderbird is. <laughs> Maybe it's your generation's Mad Dog 4040. Yeah, it's, Mad it's, Dog 2020. It's, that's what it was. Yeah. That's what it was. It was, uh, uh, you know, fortified wine. So I guess Fuck. it's technically it's vermouth, but yeah. I don't know. Cheap. It had about 20% ABV. <clears throat> Came in a green, plain green bottle, green glass bottle. Thunderbird. <laughs> I'm telling you, man. That's what they. <laughs> What what you do? You get a bottle of Thunderbird and keep it in the sack. Yeah. Keep it in the in the brown paper sack and had a screw top. And yep. That way you're not drinking in public. Right. Is Mad Dog twenty percent ABV? I think it is. Is that yeah. the way it's twenty twenty? Yeah, but it, Mad Dog is not uh, like beverage alcohol. It's not. 
I've been know. sick. Wait, I've been yeah, sick yeah. one time it's, in my life from no, drinking in my you, younger days, and it was it, when I drank. If you, if, you, if you were raised in a small town as a teenager, Ugh. you ra- you woke up in a ditch one time puking up Mad Dog. <laughs> yeah, Mad Dog's bad shit. Yeah, it is. It's it's ugly. Yeah, it's ugly, ugly shit. You know they like add sugar to it. And stuff. <laughs> I, I don't know how you and you chug it when you're. If a I remember right, it's it's like it tastes like fruit juice. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's sweeter than fruit. Yeah. Juice. Oh yeah. It's very. Yeah, I mean, sweet. yeah. It's it's that's the it's problem. Just, it's you you just make it out of Everclear and grape juice. Jesus man. Me you and know. my friends used to take uh, Captain Morgan and the fruit punch, mm-hmm. the one with the little guy. Yeah, yeah. Right. And that was that was the drink in college. Hawaiian punch. Was, Hawaiian punch. Yeah. It's a fucking oh, problem. Good. It's a fucking problem. I like Hawaiian punch. Yeah. <clears throat> Hawaiian you punch. You call that red motherfucker. <laughs> All right. So green motherfucker is limeade and Everclear. Jesus. And purple motherfucker is grape Kool-Aid and Everclear. Now that's <laughs> sounds delicious. That's some serious shit there yeah. you know yeah. yeah oh my god i had a buddy that had a party one night lived over in iowa park went over there and he had just bought he was so proud of this he just bought <laughs> an orange juicer right? <laughs> and he'd gone and bought a big old giant ass bag of these temple oranges right he juiced all of them and then added a big old giant ass can of pineapple juice to the to this punch bowl. Okay, sounds good. So you so got far. orange and pineapple. Yep. And then he put a bottle of 151, <laughs> bottle of Bacardi 151, a whole bottle. Yeah. Fucking shit in this in this punch, and there wasn't that much juice. But I'm telling you, the the you, Bacardi disappears. It disappears in the, in yeah. the presence of pineapple right. and orange. Yeah. You don't have no idea the shit is in yeah. there. And I went over there. And Everybody's I, naked. He said, have some punch. <laughs> <laughs> I said, well, okay. <laughs> I had a cup of punch. And he was like, oh, this is good. Let me have some more of that. You know, and I had about four cups of this fucking punch. <laughs> and I sat down in the chair. And in, in about five minutes, I tried to stand up out of the chair. <laughs> and I said, why am I this? What, what have you done here? Oh my God! You had no idea right. that there was even any alcohol in the fucking punch bowl. Yeah, it was the damnedest no thing. It, it, it's it's just weird how it it completely disappears in the presence of those two particular fruit juices. Yep, yep. It's a fucking problem. It it. It was yeah. that when night. It when was you're 24. Yeah, and, I, oh. oh Jesus Christ! It took me, I, I, you know, couldn't leave. Yeah. <laughs> and it wasn't go to party. And, I, and you're in Iowa I, Park. And I'm in Iowa Park, and I, I had to get the hell out of there. And I was, you know, and I had to sit there for two hours, and you know, drink a bunch of water till I could finally walk. And I, oh shit! Ugly situation. Those days were fun, but I'm glad I don't have to relive being a I'm teenager glad in my twenties. Yeah, I really am. Oh goddamn! When I was up in Colorado working on the ranch, we uh, we got into the bar one night <laughs> and uh, got a, a big bottle of Jim Beam 
white label, Oof. which is, you know, real bad. Yeah. And uh, and a case of Olympia beer. Never had Olympia. It was good. Yeah. It at the time, this is back in nineteen eighty or eighty one. It was good. It's a nice pilsner. Mm-hmm. It's made in Washington State. And uh, and we took that case of beer and and that fucking bottle of Jim Beam and made boilermakers out of it mm. in the can. So we'd, you know, <laughs> open the can of beer and, you know, drink the top off of it and then Jim Beam the thing. Went into town, went to... A, bar in town and at the time they were they had these these things in Colorado I hadn't seen them up there it's all stopped for some reason they had these three two bars that you could go in when you're 18 and all they had in the in the three two bar was beer three two beer you could go and drink at 18 yes yeah, okay but you couldn't go to a bar bar <laughs> right and drink till yeah. you're 21 so these you know Giant bars with big, long bars with like twenty-five beer taps on the damn thing, or you know, and then pitcher of beer was two dollars or something, you know, three two beer. So we get in there, and this place is full of kids and shit. And, you know, we're a little older, but for some reason this made sense. So we <laughs> went in there and and drank. Everybody drank a couple of pitchers of beer, and then you know. It's getting late, so and we drive, had to drive thirty miles to get back to the ranch, and uh, <laughs> we, we, you know, now all the Olympia's warm, right, and all the goddamn Jim Beam, you know, you, so you you pop the beer open and now it kind of jumps out because yeah. <laughs> oh, it's warm, and then and then you you know we finished our bottle of Jim Beam and the Boilermakers and shit on the way back home. And it was embarrassing. How do you even remember the drive home? I don't. <laughs> you just end up at I home. I don't. Yeah. <laughs> That's, yeah. You know, and it was, it was, this was I, one of these lunatics that I was with, and these people were all crazier than hell. Uh, he wanted to stop at the loafing jug on the way back out the highway, and he goes in. <laughs> And the the girl at the at the he's you know he's real fucked up, and the girl at the at the counter is uh you know not reacting well to his bullshit. So <laughs> and he wanted a bag of Fritos or something like that. <laughs> and, and, and he pulled his dick out <laughs> and flopped it up on the counter. <laughs> And she goes, ah! <laughs> <laughs> and smacked it and tries to hit him. He, he moved it in time. He, uh, he, he, oh, Jesus. Oh, my God. We saw all this through the window, you know. It, what the fuck is Pew doing, man? Is, so he runs out, and we got the fuck out of there. And, you know, somehow made it back. <laughs> There's four miles of, or three miles of the worst dirt road in North America from the gate 
back to the bunkhouse. You've got Jim Beam and, and I, I have no idea how in the hell <laughs> I made it back there. Yeah. I have no idea. Don't remember any of it. Don't remember. I they told me that I got into the bunkhouse and ran around and jumped on everybody's bed. <laughs> I don't remember any of this fucking shit. But I'm telling you, that was. It was three days before before I felt like anything other than a pile of dead rats. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And not that that's not fucked up, but that's a that's okay normal thing for an early twenty. Can you imagine at forty or some shit doing that? Oh no, you'd be dead. Yeah. You couldn't process the alcohol. Yep. Yeah, I was twenty five probably. Right. Twenty four, twenty five. And uh but no, no, you you do that when you're forty, you're hospitalized. Right. Yep. You know. <clears throat> I think you would be. Yeah. I don't I never tried it after I was forty. Yeah, I'm surprised but, I made it this far. Oh god. It's all the dumb shit. Yeah, it's it's amazing any of us are alive. That's certainly fucking true. All right, well, enough of this boring shit here. Let's, uh, uh, I don't know. Let's think about this. Is it itchy? You're at the itchy stage right now, right? No, no, it's not itchy. It'll be a couple more days. Uh, I think there's something on my nose here. I'm seeing a little flake of dandruff or something on my nose. So is this intentional, or you just didn't fucking bother to shave? Well, actually, what happened was I was going to shave last night, and I... This is one day of growth? No. Oh, okay. I don't shave every day. Oh, got yeah, it, got I'm it, okay. Too, far too lazy to do that. Right. But I, no, I'd, you know, gone up to cabin last week, and I don't shave when I'm up there. So this is about six days. Oh, got it. And uh, I was going to shave before I got in the shower last night, and I forgot, and I got in the shower... You know, I can't shave after you shower. Cause, of course not. Cause, you don't you know, do that. You, you don't do that. So uh, <laughs> I got out and I said, well, fuck, fuck it. I'll just tell everybody I'm growing just a beard. Run with it. As soon as you walked in, Bree said, beard looks good on Rip. She said it to me quietly. I don't know why she didn't say it to you. Because she didn't really believe it. Ah, That's why. I don't, I, I don't. I don't know why you believed it. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't. I'm not going to get into a beard competition with Morrison. That'd oh be, man, oh, that'd be shit, stupid, yeah. wouldn't it? That'd be real bad. <laughs> yeah, it's a handsome man. It is. He really is. One of my evening He'll clients. Be Seventy this year. One of my evening he looks clients. Looks damn good for seventy years she, old. Oh yeah. She was in the back, or she was go, walking towards the back, and he walks in, right? And I saw her go, do a double take. I walk back there, and, I'm, and, and I, ha- I had a conversation with Morris. And um, she goes, is that that handsome man in the bag? This woman is half his age. Right. I'm like, yes. And she goes, oh, he <laughs> made me feel a certain type of way when I look at him. <laughs> wow. he's yeah, he's uh, 70 years old, still flooding he's, basements. He's fucking aged well. He damn sure is. I mean, he's on the cover of – He's always a good-looking uh, guy, but – yeah, for the fans. Not that a, I have an opinion. He's on the cover of uh, Barbell <laughs> Prescription. That's the guy on the cover of the Barbell Prescription. Yeah. So, uh, 
Yeah, I guess he's probably the most handsome guy in the gym. I would yeah. say so. Certainly I would not say safe to say. No, no, fuck no, it's not rusty. He can't even grow a beard. Look at him. Yeah. He can't grow this, a fucking beard. He just got little patchy spots yeah. of yeah. hair on his face. He's got like an Asian pattern on his face. Right. It's about all he can grow, just little patches. Little spots here. <laughs> That's a wino right there. He's yeah. <laughs> yeah. got a wino looking beard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay. All right, Frank says, I'll do this in reverse. The answer, don't be a pussy. Find the book. Read the book. It's in the book. The excuse, I can't find the book. I've moved recently. It's likely at the bottom of a pile of boxes in the shed that I'm working through. Frank, we have more. <laughs> We can ship you a book today. I mean, it's what we do here, right? The question, I developed a bad habit of doing all my press reps on one breath. Yeah, you need to read the book because uh, that's not what you do, all right? I find it hard to keep tightness trying to take a breath after each rep. No, you don't. That's idiocy. Yeah. It's, it's, I, I've never heard anybody say that. You take a big giant breath, squeeze, and then do the rep. Is it okay to do multiple reps on one breath? Well, it's fine with me. It just doesn't work very well, as you've discovered, or you wouldn't even be asking me this, right? Recent form check by member said, with a press like that, you couldn't knock the fluff off of a cappuccino. Current working set is 160 pounds and he weighs 230 well frank it's not a horrible press but if you look at the way we teach you how to do the press at the seminar and in, the, in books we want you to start with the biggest breath you can take pointing your chest at the ceiling do the hip movement to get the thing started and drive it up lock it out at the top lower it and then repeat the process starting with the biggest breath you can take. This is the best way to do the set of five. Okay. All right. Uh, Zach, the fucking Jew, keeps asking stupid questions. It's another injury question. I've been having pain in my quads during squat sessions. I'm sorry, Zach. <laughs> Are we going to leave it at that? <laughs> Which one is Zach? Is he the one that got all mad a while back? No. I, I, no, I don't think so. Okay, okay. <clears throat> you know what I'm talking about? No, I don't remember that. Yeah, somebody who got mad at you because you dismissed this question. Oh. Really? Yeah. I don't, no, I don't think that was him. Because I've read several of his quotes. He writes in every time. So, <laughs> so that's, he's, you know, just one more question. <clears throat> uh, he said he's been having pain in his quads during squat. Pain is mostly generalized pain through the entire muscle belly. I'd call it a deep soreness. I say during because it hurts immediately after I get into a slightly higher volume or intensity if I'm tired, if not, intensity is just fine. Let's say 
by 10 reps starts hurting, and by the time I go home, it's gone. Maybe 45 minutes to an hour later. Zach, you're not doing our program. We don't have you do sets of 10 and squats. That's stupid. You want to do light squats, just, you know, I guess go ahead, but that's, right. Pain isn't just a slight twinge. It's painful to stand and walk, and it can become difficult to press. Unable to squat under the bar properly to get it out of the rack, though locking the knees isn't an issue. And even bitch because of the discomfort. Working with Zohar Yermiyahu weekly and spoke with Nick D'Agostino, we're all stumped. Zohar says my form isn't an issue. Tried drinking more. Upping salt intake, longer rest, nothing has happened. Have you experienced anything similar, and do you have any further suggestions? So Zohar and D'Agostino couldn't help him in person. Right. But we are going to help him over. Oh, I, yeah, Zohar probably in person. Nick doesn't live in <clears throat> Oh, yeah, yeah, right, right. Yeah. Uh, well, if he's doing sets of 10, he's fucking up. Well, he's, I mean, it's the first thing to fix is quit doing well, sets quit, of 10. Yeah, you got to do the, the program, but that doesn't still doesn't explain. No, I've never had this happen. I haven't had this happen. The only time my I had deep soreness that wouldn't ever go away, and but that's not what you're describing here. So I, when I was doing a, a, a Atkins type diet, which works pretty well for uh, losing body fat, but you can't train on it. I was sore all the fucking yeah. time from not eating carbs. I've had quad pain in one leg, but it's it was a result of doing a squat wrong, just not I, controlling the knees. I don't know. <clears throat> he may be doing something else. Something that, if you remember, Will, when Will was here, uh, Morris, for the mm-hmm. rehab workshop, um, if you've already gone the lower weight, higher rep route for rehab, then he suggested going heavier for lower right. reps, right? So if you got a set of five to do, you do doubles. Rack the bar, wait 30 seconds, do another double, wait 30 right. seconds, do a single, and just keep running the weight up. Mm-hmm. That right. works great. Works great. Right. Yeah, he doesn't like uh, the star rehab method. and uh, Well, people misuse it all the people time. People misuse it all the guys. Because it's time. for a tear. It's, it's not for, for when shit hurts. belly tear, and yeah. that is all. It's not for when shit just hurts. No. It's not for tendonitis. In right. fact, it will produce tendonitis. Yeah. But everybody, you know. They immediately they go show to up to the gym with a headache, and they want to do the star <laughs> rehab. I, yeah. You know, yeah. I. Well, you you know you can't talk to people. Right. People are not prepared to do anything except have their own shit confirmed. Yep. That's what they want to do. Right. I mean, we've learned that the past year and a half, haven't we? So I don't know. Zach, don't write any more questions. All right. Because they're never very good. All right. Andy S. says, did you buy any Bitcoin after your conversation with Ben earlier this year? What are your current thoughts on Bitcoin, the dollar, national debt, and constant printing of money to give to unproductive people? Well, I don't own any Bitcoin, no. I I just don't know enough about it. 
you know, I, I'm not comfortable with it. I don't know enough about it, and I'm not going to buy any Bitcoin. That may be the biggest mistake I've ever made, but I just don't know anything about it. Even talking to Ben, I haven't studied it. It's not something I'm interested in. I just don't know. I don't have any Bitcoin. If it's ever going to be a currency, people need to treat it like a currency. And they're right now, they're right treated, now it's, it's, they're it's treated as like a stock. Or they're they're treating it like an asset. Something to play with, a, you know. Instead of a medium of exchange. Nick Dioni? A little bit, yeah. yeah, yeah. But I've, I've taken a yeah. bunch of my money out of it. Yeah. Um, when but I made if, all, but when if I, the dollar collapses, maybe, yeah. maybe you know. The, when I, when I made all that money. If the dollar goes, collapses, there's always pesos. <laughs> there's always pesos. There's always ammo. Yeah. yeah. You know? Tangible Silver, things. Silver, yeah. gold. That kind of shit. When I, made, when I made all that money on Doge, that's why I split it between uh, Ethereum and um, Bit, and it's made me even more money. So, you know. something that you and uh, and Steph have mentioned and not really talked about, but just mentioned here and there, is like turning. Uh, now, depending depending on your financial situation, right? If you're carrying massive amounts of debt, and you have a you know you're <clears throat> you don't actually own anything, maybe consider owning some things first, but converting. Uh, rather than investing in things that people traditionally want to invest in, but actually converting it into f- things that are valuable, like land. Land, guns. Uh, guns. Knives. Yeah. I bought knives recently. I bought three or four knives yep. recently. I just like knives. And I'd rather have the knife than 150 bucks. Right. You know? or, or things that could potentially uh, matter if shit goes bad, you know, like right. a, pro, a, pro, a propane tank, for example, or, yeah. uh, you know. Shit a, you ought to have anyway. Stuff that you should have. Yeah. Right. Uh, that's the best place to put money, you know. Uh, I'm not going to, as long as I need stuff like that, I'm not going to be putting it into Bitcoin. Yep. And he asks, uh, what are your current thoughts on Dollar, national debt, constant printing of money to give non-productive people. Well, all right. I think everybody understands that if you double the supply of money just by fiat, then you cut in half the value of the money. They don't understand that. But they don't. They seem, don't. That's why well, maybe they want, don't. That's why people want a fifteen dollar minimum wage because they don't understand. They don't understand what that does. What that does uh, to the cost of milk. Right. No, or they gas don't understand. Anything else. But I'll tell you what's happened to the cost of a bag of Fritos. <laughs> <laughs> it's gone from a dollar sixty nine to a dollar ninety nine in two weeks. Has it? Yes. Shit. Yeah, I'll usually get a bag of Fritos <laughs> or something like when I'm driving. So. Uh, now, when you give money to people, and since they've got money, they stay at home and do bong hits and watch Netflix all day instead of making things, you know, going to work, making things like cheeseburgers and fried chicken and shit. Well, all that shit doesn't get made. Uh, and you're doing incalculable damage to the economy, a thing that nobody in a position of authority seems to understand. Now, you know, I've got a, got a buddy that manufactures things, right? And most of you people watching this podcast today or listening to it do have – 
absolutely no idea how fucked up the supply chain has become. Have no idea, no concept of it. There is not any stainless steel to buy. There's not any aluminum. This shit, your cement is getting hard to find. Portland getting hard. All this basic shit that we all take for granted is being able to go get is, you know, and if you can find it, it's hideously expensive. How much is a piece of plywood, piece of AB plywood right now? 80 bucks? I don't know what it is right now, but a couple months ago it was it was $7, $8, where usually it's 250 or $3. No, I'm talking about plywood. Oh, plywood, by, plywood, yeah. I've, yeah, you're talking about I'm talking two, two by four, four yeah. No, I don't know. But ten know. foot studs, yeah, yeah. It's not. It's not twenty bucks or fifteen bucks like it used to be. Or no, even I, the last time I heard anything about it was eighty bucks. Yeah, for a piece of AB plywood. And people know. Just drive by a Ford dealership and look at the lot. The Ford dealership here in Wichita Falls is an asphalt dealership. No, and there's not any cars. Right. They don't have anything to sell. I don't. And they, I don't know if they, if that's been a problem down there. I probably most of those people aren't coming to work anyway because Joe Biden is paying them to sit on the couch and do bong hits and watch fucking Netflix. And the Starbucks in uh, Austin yeah. across from the gym, which is one of the busiest Starbucks I've ever seen. Like there's always, always constantly a line. A line. Right. They close at noon right now because they don't have staff. Because there's no staff. Because nobody will come to work. They close at noon. Right. Yeah. You know, yeah. there's there's several little restaurants here in Wichita Falls are closed up. Right. Can't get anybody to come to work. These guys all understand the the, the acute effects, right? You you change an interest rate, you infuse the population with some money, things look good. It's just like it's it's like when it's like it, it, trying to affect the lab value. Like it looks right. good right now, but right. but they they you, can't and won't consider the the downstream right. effects you of can't anything. Just go in and perturb a variable. Right. And have it not affect all of the other dependent variables. Yep. Now, how do you not know that? How do you not know that mailing somebody a $500 check every month is not going to adversely affect not just their motivation to go to work, but all of the shit that happens when they do go to work? Right. How do you not know this? You know, how does Bernie Sanders make any sense to anybody? How because does a national guaranteed minimum income... Make any sense to anybody at the expense of just adding it to this thing, this this mythical value we call the national debt. Right. It's an un- it's too uncomfortable of a question for most people because because then then the really interesting conversation is: Do you have maximum liberty or do you have maximum taking care of people? Right. So maximum at, security. Maximum security, and you're going to have it's going to fall somewhere in the middle of there, right? right? Unless you want to be North Korea. But. And what is the cost of maximum security? Right. You know, what's the trade-off? You do what you're told, and you can continue to sit on the couch, and we'll send you a paycheck. Right. For sitting on the couch, not making anything. And doing what you're told. Right. You know. But you got to do what you're told. And if you don't do what you're told, you know, wear the mask, take the jab. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Another really interesting conversation is the – uh, is minimum wage right? Do you would you agree that no minimum wage is better 
than any minimum wage? The real minimum wage is zero. <laughs> right. And, you know, <clears throat> look, so McDonald's can't get any help right now. Yeah, somehow a $15 right? minimum wage or a $17 minimum wage is going to fix everybody's problems. But really, a zero minimum wage would fix your problems. Yes, yes. The real minimum wage is what do I, as the employer, think this person is worth? Right. Or, so, or what is my time worth for the employee also, which is something that nobody ever considers. Right. Right? Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a cost, it's a be- yeah. uh, you know, relationship kind of a calculation that both people have to make. And things sure. will settle at the correct – I mean, they, sh- they should – or uh, fuck, it's never been tried unless it was like 200 years ago or 100 years ago. But things, things should settle at the correct price. And they what will is, if you'll leave us alone. If you'll alone. leave it alone. What's an hour of my time worth? At right. McDonald's, they think it's worth $3. At Burger King, they think it's worth $5. At Wendy's, they think it's worth $7. I'm going to go to Wendy's. Now, if they treat me like shit, I might take $5 at McDonald's and be treated like a human being. Right. Right? So, But but you're not yeah. allowed to th- – those forces aren't allowed to play themselves out. And because right we've got to do $15, and guess what? Everybody's going to be – out of a job because you're going to have robots doing everything. But, but right now, yeah, you're going to have robots handling at McDonald's, right? Like you already do, Because right? if you, like I was at the, uh, oh, the new pizza place here the other day. And they Fi- got, Fyro? Fyro? Yeah, they had a, had a little girl in there that was trying to learn her job that day. And it was, it's, it was just amazing. Yep. This girl's on the clock. And she's utterly useless. And they're probably paying her $11 an hour. Sure. Yeah. Just to get her to come to work. Everything she could do wrong about taking this pizza order, she did, <laughs> she did absolutely wrong. Like she'd never seen a pizza before. Right? And it was, uh, it's just, it's just amazing that you're having to, every, every corporate, employer in the country has got help wanted signs on their on yep. their doors every single one of them right. mm-hmm. that's never happened before yep and crazy bonuses sign on bonuses mcdonald's is offering a sign on bonus yep. if yes. you'll just please come to work we've got to stay open please come to work and that's gonna i mean what's that you know how much of but all these what people, done, the price of hamburgers at McDonald's, no, that's true. And all, all these, up, all these everything. people yell and scream about you know the 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 uh, small businesses and all this shit. But the only the only people that that benefit from this ultimately are the WalMarts and you know yeah. the the because they can absorb these costs. Yeah, and not, and not that they won't they they won't pass it on or they won't cut back, but. You're you're a, a a local retailer. You got to pay people fifteen dollars an hour. You're closing. You can't stay. Can't stay open. Can't compete with Walmart. Yep. Can't do it. Yep. They're buying shit cheaper than you are and selling shit cheaper than you right. are. And still making money. Yep. So you're you go away. Yep. And that is one of the unintended consequences. Yep. Because every handing people free That's money. Right. You can't hand people. There's no such thing as free money. And these people are going to blow this whole thing to pieces. Yeah, and for our for friends votes. Sure. And for, for votes. And for our friends you on the scum. other side. For our friends on the other side, it's you know, they they want to fuck Amazon, they want to fuck Walmart and say they should pay a living wage, but you're fucking everybody else too. Yeah. You know? You, you, 
the 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 local you can't you're not going to make a, a a minimum wage that only applies to Walmart or only applies to Amazon. No, right? Shit applies across the board. So if you got a you got a logistics company that's mid size that has fifty employees, they've got to pay fifteen dollars an hour now too. You know, not just Jeff Bezos's company. Right. You know. You know, and then suddenly, you know, ownership is in a situation where. How to lay some of these people off? Right. But if I lay a bunch of these people off, I can't get the shit out the exactly and who's out left? the doors and and who's and, left? Amazon. You know, and there's Amazon because right. they don't care. Right. You know. Uh, yeah, you want to know about a company that doesn't give a shit? Amazon is that company. Right. You know, and I'll be honest, I do business with them all the time. I buy shit from them every day. Because they fixed it up to where it's just so damn easy to do. Mm-hmm. And things you can get at Amazon. And this isn't a bad development. This is just the 21st century, you know. Right. Uh, but, uh, you know, if I want some little weird-ass-looking ice pick that nobody's going to have, that Walmart isn't going to have, I'm going to get it off of Amazon and have it shipped. Right. And it'll be here in a couple of, ba- couple of days. You know, but if I want a cheeseburger right now, I'm not going to Walmart. So, uh, anyway, oh, here's a good one. This requires some thought. Here she says, what are your thoughts on republicanism versus libertarianism? The the ideologies, not the parties, versus objectivism. Or that's too big a question. How would you go about dismantling the cancer that is Silicon Valley without hobbling American technology companies or invoking big government? Uh, Well, I don't even know what republicanism is. How is it? It's just American politics. How is it? How is it different than anything else these idiots do? I mean, for example, there are people in the dungeon in the Washington, D.C. jail right now that have been held for months without charges. Now, this is what happens in in a Turkish prison, not what is supposed to happen in the United States, but have you heard one single Republican object to this insane miscarriage of justice? You heard anybody? in the party, say anything about these poor bastards? Look, if you think they had a riot at the Capitol, well, charge them. Right. Try them, convict them, and then put them in jail. But you don't get to this, you know, you don't you don't get to just throw them in jail and leave them there, you know. Now, some people will say, well, that's what they did in Guantanamo. But it's not what they did in Guantanamo. The people of Guantanamo were captured on the battlefield. They were enemy combatants. 
out of uniform, and they fell clearly outside the jurisdiction of the Geneva Convention. Geneva Convention has rules for all that shit, and these people were not following the rules. So what are you going to do with them? Well, if you're Obama, you just let them go, and they show back up in Afghanistan. But the idea was, let's just hold them here, you know, and it's extrajudicial because these people are extrajudicial. They're not American citizens. They're not official enemy combatants. So Guantanamo and the D.C. dungeon are not the same fucking thing, you know. Uh, and regardless of the thoughts on Guantanamo, the these are American citizens. These are American citizens, and whether you agree with Guantanamo or United, not, it's, yeah, these are American citizens. These are American citizens, and they're being treated like uh, I, I don't know what, what political what, prisoners. They're, they're just political prisoners. political prisoners. We don't like the way you guys voted. Yeah, you voted for Donald Trump, so we're just going to keep you in jail. Yep. Really, that's that's it. That's all there is to it. What did they break? Who did they hurt? Right. You know, they broke some windows. Yeah, you shouldn't do that. You know. Ashley Babbitt climbs through a window somebody else already broke and gets executed. Unarmed little girl. And this Michael E. Bird piece of shit works for the Capitol police is not only they're going to give him an award yeah you know how they do yeah right yep like when the fbi did when they uh, killed all the people in waco when they killed all the people in waco <laughs> yeah. and they did randy what's his name up in colorado yeah. and shit yeah. all those agents got rewards oh yeah they got awards they got promotions heroes, and heroes. you know they circle heroes. the wagons and shit and yeah. it's just federal law enforcement fucking bullshit so it's that i don't know the fucking ATF the other day. Oh, man, this is hilarious. I forgot to send this to you. But remember, you probably don't know this because you don't spend any time on social media, but it was National Dog Day mm-hmm. like a few weeks, a couple days, a week ago or national so. Dog national Day. Dog Day. I don't There's know a this, National I don't, Dog Day. I don't know where this came from. But everybody on, national every, day for everything. everybody on social media decided it was National Dog Day. Okay. The fucking ATF posts a picture of a, of a dog. Right. <laughs> the fucking ATF, <laughs> who is famous for killing people's dogs. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, for you know, I think Randy Weaver, the the, the wait, was that the guy in yeah. Ruby Ridge? Yeah, yeah. yeah. First first thing they did was shoot his dog. Yeah, <laughs> right? yeah, right. <laughs> so, yeah, just to piss same him thing off. in Waco, right? They shoot the fucking dogs. Just piss them off. Yeah. Oh my god. Because people have an immediate it, reaction to their just dog post being murdered. Of dead dogs that they shot. That ATF uh, Instagram account, they're just fucking with everybody. They do this shit all the time. Yeah. Yeah. They, yeah. And then it's just comment after comment after comment. It's like this has got to be a joke. Are you guys kidding me? Yeah, those motherfuckers. The fact that the ATF yeah. has an Instagram account it's great. is hilarious. Yeah, it's great. It's fucking great. <laughs> I'm so happy to be off of Twitter. <laughs> I hadn't looked at that shit unless somebody sends me a link yeah. to it. In, it it's uh, toxic. Months. <laughs> Facebook, Twitter. It's just, they use you. You don't use Facebook. Facebook uses you. Think about that. If you got any sense at all, you'll get off of social media. It's just, I don't think it's cost me a dime <laughs> to get off of social media. All right. 
So now that's about as far afield from the question as you can get. How would you go about dismantling the cancer that is Silicon Valley with a hobbling American technology companies or invoking big government? Well, I don't think you can. I think that horse has left the barn. I don't know why you want to dismantle Silicon Valley. You know, the problems with any kind of industry like that that's completely out of control lie with the fact that the government enabled it. Exactly. Always that yep. way. And they continue to because they're they're protected from from retribution from yeah. from anybody, right? The right. social media companies can't be social media can't be sued. Are are absolutely in violation of the because they're DMCA. A, yeah, because they are a platform, not a public bull right. fucking shit. Quote, they're not a unquote, platform. A platform, not a publisher. Right. Bullshit. If, and, and again, this if is a th- Twitter takes you down because you type the word ivermectin, then they are curating you and they are not a platform. They're a publisher. Yep. Yet, are they prosecuted for that? Why have the fucking law? Right. You know? Yeah, the protection's there, and this I, is what everybody forgets. The protection's there, and they take advantage of it. And all of your favorite politicians, right and left, are complicit in this shit. Yeah. And we, you know, just go along with it. You can't fucking sue them. Nope. Nope. You can't. Because the court won't let you. Okay. Ty Staples says, there's been some discussion about power cleans not necessarily being appropriate for people beyond a certain age. I'm starting the novice linear progression for the first time as a 43-year-old, overfat. He says he's 6 foot, 291, 37% body fat, male with lifting experience, including some half-assed Olympic lifting. Do you recommend keeping power cleans in the program, or would it be better to concentrate on deadlifts? Uh, I have nothing against power cleans. Just wanted to know what age demographic they should not necessarily be included. I'm going to say the age is 47 and a half. Yeah, you I can no longer power clean. 47 years and two months. Two, yeah, two months is probably better two than is, half. Is yeah. probably more accurate. Look, 43 year old guy ought to be able to use power cleans, especially if he has prior experience. You know, if he's got prior experience with it. Can't power clean, he can split clean. You know, you start slamming into the bottom of a full clean, that's a different matter entirely. But I mean, you'll you'll know when you start getting hurt. When uh your your knees start bothering you on power clean day. And you'll probably you know, want to continue to do them anyway because we're all hard-headed that way. But uh, you'll know when it's time, all right? You'll know when it's time. Uh, I think the split versions of the lifts are highly underrated. They're easier on the knees. And uh, I think you ought to learn how to split clean, split snatch. But when it gets to the point where you're just hurt and beat up and shit all the time from all the slamming around out of the bar, just quit doing them. 
but you don't sound like that guy. And you're, the fact that you're a chubby fucker doesn't have anything to do with this at all. <laughs> Quit drinking Cokes. You know? You know, be less white. <laughs> I drink Dr. Pepper now. I like being white. <laughs> so, uh, I don't think it's got... I don't think uh, you mentioned your body composition. Everybody's so kind. Everybody's so concerned about that shit. It just amazes me. I had somebody on the board the other day say that body fat percentage was the most important one of these variables. Just didn't mention of a some question on the on the board. Now, what in the hell is wrong with you people? I mean, you you think you have to look like Frank Zane? Is that is that right? You really believe that? I I don't know that I'd worry about you doing power cleans. I think you're gonna you start back doing the program. You're gonna have to have a light pull day, and that's what it's in there for. It's in there for two reasons. Power cleans are in there for light pull day, and to keep, especially for younger athletes, to keep their display of power which is strength displayed quickly, commensurate with increasing strength. As your deadlift and squat go up, your power clean needs to go up too. Uh, you'll, you know, you're not a young athlete. You need to do them just for light pull day. And when they get to where they're beating you up too bad, you'll stop. Okay? And I think that's all there is to it. Uh... Let's see here. Jack Bissett says, you've spoken before about pressing four times a week. I was wondering if you could flesh out what that might look like a bit more. We spoke in terms of heavy, light, and medium days. Would you be adding more heavy days, singles and doubles triples, more medium days of fives and accessory lifts like pin press or strict press or more light days? Or more light days just to maintain motor pathway and slightly increase overall tonnage. Well, my suggestion for a four-day press uh, program would be one day of five sets of five, one day of heavy singles across, one day of pin presses, overload, lockout stuff, and then the fourth day would be 80% for triples or something like that. Uh, all the guys back in the York days, when we were actually had some pressers here in the United States, uh, pressed four days a week, and they benched once. So there's a whole bunch more upper body work involved in that than people are willing to do right now. Uh, I would, uh, and, and you know, as you as you get more experience with, with doing these things, if you want to add in some other types of programming, you go ahead. But you got to, if you want to press heavy weights, you got to press a bunch. You got to press a lot. You got to press often. You got to get used to the idea that the press is the most 
technically dependent movement pattern in all of the barbell exercises. A half an inch out of line on the bar path will make you miss the lift. They're as technical as snatches. And you have to practice them. You've got to do them all the time to get good at them. And if you don't do them a lot, you're not ever going to have a big, strong press. So that'd be my suggestion for four days a week. Hammer of Thorazine writes. Now that's a good one. That's a good one. That's good. That's a good one. Yeah. I'm 30, and since I was 17, I've had episodes of rather severe levator scapulae spasms on uh, from everything from rolling a basketball, running, benching, warming up a press, putting on a sock, sitting on a wobbly stool. Quite frankly, it is debilitating. As in these episodes, I'm unable to lift my head up while lying supine. I've had evaluations, no herniations, or any nervous system symptoms. Physical therapy seems to make it worse. This generalized low neck, upper back ache is triggered by looking downward at things. I do a lot of desk work, working in medicine, but do have decent posture. Have any suggestions as to help me get this issue under control? Both the generalized neck ache and the levator scapulae issue. All right. Looking at this thing, having had the same experience myself for many, many years, used to get neck tweaks all the time. What ended up happening was I had a, a collapsed disc at C6-7. And I had probably hurt myself playing peewee football when I was 10 or 11, whenever, you know, and I, but I, I would have a neck tweak every couple of months, bad enough to work. It was just horrible for years and years and years, decades. And finally, the thing collapsed to the point where I had to have it fixed. And I uh, had a fusion done, had an allograft fusion where they they go in and uh, grind off the osteophyte that's chopping its way into that nerve root that comes out to the side, grind off the osteophyte, and then respace the two vertebral segments with a piece of bone and I had that done in 1999 and I have not had the slightest bit of trouble with it since then it has been it's it's I used to be in just agony six or eight times a year and it was gone and I have a feeling that you don't mention an MRI here in this question and uh i bet you that an MRI is going to show a disc problem at C6-7. Maybe 5-6. But probably 6-7. Because that's real common and there's a lot of stress on that joint. And uh, when you really get sick of this shit, you're going to have to go get that fixed. Now, Cervical surgery is not the same kind of a fucked up situation as lumbar surgery is. You start letting them do 
surgery on your lower back. It, it's lower back surgery is a bad situation. The math on it's real, real bad. About a third of the time, it fixes the problem. Uh, another about a third of the time, it doesn't do anything to fix the problem. And about a third of the time, it makes it worse. So two-thirds of the time, it's not worth doing. Now, that's not good odds. But neck surgery is a whole different situation. Um, because all of your weight is not on your neck like it is your low back. Um, I probably would not have my low back operated on under any circumstances, but I would not hesitate to have my C6-7 fusion done again at all. Okay. Uh, do you have any opinion on precious metals as an investment in these trying times? I've been hoarding silver, gold, firearms, and ammunition for said firearms in anticipation of the autonomous Globo Homo Klaus Schwab's drones and UN forces that will enforce the NWO digital currency and vaccine compliance. Well, he's not stupid. <laughs> I think that it is inevitable that stubborn, grumpy men like you and me of the Western world will develop a parallel society outside of this mark of the beast system. And since silver and gold are difficult to trace and have been money for thousands of years, I think it's a good idea. Well, the, the biggest problem that you're going to have with silver and gold is if you need to negotiate it, how are you going to do that? You're going to take a little pair of dikes and cut off a piece of the several silver bullion thing and pay the grocery store with that yeah. or you have to sell it in bulk i guess but i mean it's I don't know. it's valuable because it's not just because it's pretty but just it doesn't corrode and it's it doesn't know, it, it doesn't oxidize and, and that's can, why silver and gold both are valuable they're scarce right and people are willing to invest in them in terms of it's a medium of value it's a place to hold assets and it's all it's my point it's, is it's in, in essence it's like a it's it's almost like a fiat thing itself yeah. but it, but it only works in in a system where everything's okay yeah in other words right yeah when, right. A, when a loaf of bread is very scarce and hard to find then uh, all the gold in the world ain't gonna buy you a loaf of bread right and then you've saved it for nothing yes. haven't you yes uh, I don't know. I don't know. We're back to this, you know. So if you're worried about Bitcoin societal question and shit, I, I just if you're worried about societal collapse, gold isn't the way to go, right? I don't think so. I don't think it is. It's food and ammo and yeah. grain stuff and, that you need. Yeah. yeah, stuff that gold would buy in a situation like that. Buy it now. Right. Don't go through the process of turning the money into gold and then trying to turn the gold into wheat. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, it's just, you know, but I mean, a lot of, I, there's probably something to be said for having some gold, but it doesn't excite me. Yep. You know, I've got a little silver, but I'm not terribly excited about it. You know, uh, I'd much rather have a, another propane tank 
right. full of propane. Right. You know. Yep. I'd much rather have an upgraded generator that runs on propane. Yep. You know, there's there's a lot of things I'd rather have than than a bunch of gold laying around. It's shiny and pretty. I understand all that, but it's but it's. And for most it, of us it, living comfortable lives, uh, if don't discount the investment in skills, mm-hmm. like actually learning how to grow some shit. Yeah. Uh, probably not as easy as we all think it is. If you don't know how to farm, it might be a good thing to learn how to do yep. if you have access to the land. Right. If you don't have access to the land, maybe you should get access to some land. Right. There you go. You know. Exactly. I mean, there's there there are things to do here. This is uh, a deep conversation because you got access to land, you got to defend it. <laughs> you know, there's all yeah. this other shit to think about. Yeah. Before you even consider gold in a post-apocalyptic world. You know, I don't. <laughs> I just don't think that that uh, silver and, how, and gold are just that. You know, I mean, and there's other there's other similar uh, media. Palladium, platinum, rhodium, you know, that kind of stuff. These are industrial metals. Industrial metals have uh, uses. That silver is is an example of that, that have right. uses outside of a coin, right? And, you know, at some point, if rhodium gets to be real scarce. It's going to get real expensive. And if you have a bunch of rhodium, you've made a bunch of money, Right. Uh, you know, there are people that are looking into new places to to invest in precious metals that are not gold and silver. People are looking into that right now. And uh, so that's just a, that's just a, a an appreciation game, right? Right. That's that's speculation. Yeah. Basically, the ultimate question is who you're gonna who you're gonna sell it to, right? Who are you going to sell to? It's going to be a corporation. Right. Because they're going to be the, the people that, that use that kind of stuff. But once again, in a, in a post-apocalyptic society, how, how are you going to even find the people who will want to buy that stuff? Yeah. Uh, you can't have too many guns. Right. In terms of an investment vehicle, a place to store wealth, Guns may be the best thing of all because a a gold coin just lays there and doesn't oxidize. A gun is a place to put value. They always appreciate, and you can shoot somebody with them. So they do two things instead of one. (laughs) So I, you know. I always buy guns. It's just stupid to not have guns. Yep. You know, I know guys that have 300 guns. They just see a gun, they buy it. Yep. Let me, I'm sure I'll buy it. Yep. Every time you get a stimulus check, <laughs> buy a gun. How many are we going to get this year, right? But every time yeah. you get a stimulus check, if you have paid your bills, go buy a fucking gun. Yep. How many Glocks is too many Glocks? Seventy-five. Question. I don't know. Mm-hmm. We run out of room to lay them yeah. down. Yeah. You know. I don't know. 
I just, uh, yeah, it, this this goes goes back to the Bitcoin thing. Sure. I mean, you bought. Uh, what Glock? would I rather have, Bitcoin or Glocks? A Glock that you bought five years ago, you probably bought it for four or five hundred bucks. Yeah. It still costs four or five hundred bucks. Yeah. Any day you could sell that. Right. You could sell that tomorrow. I could sell it to anybody for. I'd give you four fifty for any Glock you've got. Right. In forty caliber, because I like forty caliber and I don't have nine millimeter. But anytime somebody shows up at the gym with a Glock for sale in yep. forty caliber, I just give me I just automatically buy the damn thing. Yep. I've got five or six of them that I just bought off of guys that wanted to sell their forty caliber. Right. Yeah, I've sold a couple over the years, and it, I just end up buying more buying of the same one. ones. Yeah, buying another one. Yeah, I should have just kept them. I should have just kept them. Just kept it. Yeah. No reason to ever sell. Yeah, it's like, oh, I won't really shoot this or use it, so I'll just sell it. And I'm like, yeah. That uh, that's easy. Yeah, I I just kept it. That's easy. Shadow I bought. That guy got a hold of me. He's like, hey man, if, if you want, I'll buy that back for you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, here's Samir Wong. After attending the Starter Strength Seminar in May of this year, I've adjusted my deadlift form and programming, currently running out for singles, that have restarted my deadlift progression. Currently squat 415 for five, deadlift 385 for five. Power clean, five sets of three, uh, 185. Uh, power snatch 155 for eight sets of two. On Texas method, some background may be useful for contracts on why my deadlift is lower relative to my squat. I have a long torso, which makes my back angle more upright than most, but have long arms and my hands are large enough to properly hook grip the bar. Basically, I don't have the best anthropometry for the deadlift. I realized that I was training deadlift clean snatch as an afterthought, but the lifts got harder with more weight. I'd seldom complete the final reps for each set. My deadlift form also needed improvement. Often my hips were too low. I'd fail to set my back. Combination of pulling the bar too fast and not gripping appropriately result, would result in the bar slipping out of my hands mid-lift. This is all still a work in progress, but progressing much better than before. Squat was artificially high for a while because I was not squatting below parallel. So immediately, well, there you go. I'm wondering if these numbers that you talked about, the 415 5RM squad, is a real number. Um, still working on getting below parallel. I think he's probably overstating the nature of the problem here. The anthropometry, yeah, it's a typical deal, right? Blame it on you anthropometry know, and not Blame it on something besides you not enough. squatting deep enough. And if finishing get, your sets of five deadlift. Yeah. Yeah, I know the fifth rep's going to be hard. Do it anyway. Deadlifts are hard. This is why we only have you doing one set of deadlifts. We don't have you do sets across deadlifts because the goddamn things are hard. You get tired on the first four reps. You've got to make yourself do the fifth rep, and lots of people just won't do that. It doesn't have to move fast. It just has to keep going up. And lots and lots of people will feel it slow down 
and give themselves permission to set the thing down. Oh, that's an RPE of 15. Or it's whatever. too hard to recover from. That's too, hard to reco- too hard to recover from. Without having done it. It took me two and a half seconds to finish that rep. <laughs> yeah, right. This looks like a rep. <laughs> it's like any other rep. For you, it's too hard to recover from. Well, the, the answer if for you him, don't recover from it, you can't adapt to it. And if right. you don't do it to apply the stress, then the recovery can't take place. All right. The you answer know. is uh, run your damn deadlift up. Run it up. Get, get Add back five into pounds it. of workout to your pounds. deadlift and just shut the fuck up. And squat right. deep. Get if you deeper. do an alternate grip on the deadlift, do straps on the deadlift, whatever you need to do to not drop the deadlift. Yep. But don't fail to do the deadlift and don't fail to get below parallel on the squats because then we get questions like this. Yeah. Okay. Everybody should remember that. Yeah. I mean, press programming is going to get, get pretty silly. Uh, deadlift is the easiest thing to program. Just fucking pull heavy once a week. There's no people that ask deadlift programming questions. It's, it's kind of bizarre. Just, you got to pull heavy. You got to pull really heavy once a week. And typically that's going to be a set of five. Yep. It's not that hard. Not that hard. You can make it complicated if you want to. Uh, but when you start making things complicated because you want to, you know what you're doing. You're pussing out. That's what you're doing. Yep. You know, I understand that. It's just, you know. But, you know, if you want to puss out, that's okay. But just understand what you're doing. Don't give it the fancy name. <laughs> Don't assign a number to it. <laughs> You're just pushing out. Oh, all right. Here's the last one. Does our friend Fat Facts Twenty Five like asks? <laughs> does conditioning work? Does conditioning work capacity, endurance, whatever the term, fade more readily than strength considering age? Yes, it does. Absolutely, yes, it does. You know, your strength is very persistent. As you get older, your strength, if you'll do the heavy weight, will stay around. It'll hang around. Whereas your ability to go out and run five miles, when you you know you can do that when you're 25, is uh, that becomes kind of a problem. When you get older, you don't deal well with the, all the beating up because you can't recover from that as fast. And uh, endurance requires, you know, that you go out and run a little bit. Run as harder as you get older. It's harder on you as you get older. Lifting weights does not involve a lot of impact, and it doesn't uh, it just, just doesn't beat as much shit up as as running does. And as you get older, you're just not as good at recovering from conditioning work so you're going to have to do less of it so yeah your conditioning level is going to go down you don't care though because you're still strong you know if you're if you're 55 years old and you're not running and uh and you're squatting 405 if you have to run You'll run. You won't enjoy it, but you'll run because you can't because you're strong. And uh, 
you know, conditioning comes on quickly and goes away quickly. This is what I don't understand about everybody that thinks they need to do uh, endurance exercise uh, in association with, you know, for example, the military. For some bizarre reason, a five-mile run is still considered to be a real good thing by the military. It doesn't make you any stronger. It beats you up. And if you need to go five miles, get in the truck. But wouldn't it be better that if the truck breaks down, you can actually uh, move a bunch of shit faster out of the truck if you're stronger? I don't understand how that's so hard to that's understand. Weird. We got a lot of trucks. We left thousands we of them in Afghanistan. <laughs> we just got through leaving a whole bunch of them in Kabul, didn't we? We got a bunch of trucks. We got more trucks than we need, obviously. <laughs> Just giving them away. Free trucks. <laughs> oh, have a helicopter too. Yeah. I gotta pay five thousand dollars for night vision, but fucking towel. But no, yeah, they it was piles of it in the in this building. Yeah. I can't own a fully automatic weapon, but our terrorist, our enemies can. Yeah, we'll give it. Yeah. We'll give we'll, them. We'll to give them. it yeah. to them. Yeah. But we can't have it. Yeah. Right. Yeah, it makes perfect sense. <laughs> so. And now we've come full circle. <laughs> and now here we are. Right back where right we back started. Where we they started. missed the hour-long conversation about this before we recorded. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't think we recorded any of that. No, we didn't record any of that it's because probably. no one cares Nobody about cares. Somebody's just going to say, hey, Rip, stay in your lane, man. <laughs> stay in your lane, man. What do you know about the news? <laughs> oh, God. <man>. All right. <laughs> Well, I think that probably ought That's enough of the shit. Let's go get a cheeseburger. Haven't eaten. What's, Glass wrong, what's wrong with the cheeseburger? Nothing Glass kitchen's it. closed. It's closed. No employees. They can't fucking get anybody come to yeah. work. Yeah, no they're fucking closed. employees. So, uh, I think I'm going to. I go out to went to Scotts yesterday. It was real good. Scotts drive in out there by the oil change place. I was talking about. Yeah. Ooh, I'm telling you, it was good. Hadn't been out there in years and years. Forgotten how good they were. But this I've never is, been. This is great. All right, yep. that's where we're going. And you're going to hell <laughs> if you. Send us any more stupid-ass comments from the haters. You're going to rot in hell. You're going to sizzle and pop on the hot floor of hell like a piece of catfish. That's what you're going to do if you don't improve your comments from the haters. You. You're who I'm talking to. All right? Bye. Bye.